You are listening to The Sun on the Strip. I'm Brock Radke, entertainment writer for the Las Vegas Sun, and every Wednesday, I'll have an exclusive conversation with someone who is being fabulous on the Las Vegas Strip, as well as an update on what's going on in the world of entertainment here in Vegas. Thanks for listening. Not sure what day this is in the actual world, but in podcast world, today is Wednesday, September 1st, and tonight is the night that Chippendales officially reopens at the Rio. The iconic mail review has been closed since March 2020, and back in May of this year, Caesars Entertainment, which still operates the Rio Hotel and Casino, uh, confirmed that it was going to close the theater where Chippendales has been performing. So it was assumed that the show would be looking for a new home, but the guys are back in the same space this week, and the show is running Wednesday through Sunday at 8 p.m., For almost 20 years, Chippendales has been going strong in Las Vegas, so congratulations to the team over there, and welcome back to the Vegas stage. A huge week last week for shows on the Strip, which we discussed right here. Uh, Last time around, Magic Mike Live reopened after a long break at its new home at the Sahara. Illuminate made its debut at the Strat, and maybe the biggest of all, Cirque du Soleil's The Beatles Love reopened at the Mirage Thursday night. I went to that show and it was a joyful experience. The audience just adores that show and always has. And people were so happy to be back in that great theater in the round setup again, enjoying the performance and that great music that everybody knows and loves. Obviously, the performers were excited too. Carlos Santana also returned to his residency at the House of Blues last week and continues to play at Mandalay Bay through the upcoming Labor Day weekend. And speaking of headlining musical residencies, Donny Osmond is back on the strip this week. He opened his solo show at Harrah's on Tuesday night, the 31st, and will be at Harrah's showroom practically all month long and into October and November. I'm going to be speaking with Donny very soon, and we'll bring you that conversation right here on the Sun on the Strip, so stay tuned. There's a ton of huge concerts and entertainment events hitting the strip for the holiday weekend, of course one of which is the first event at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood in over a year, a two-show set by One Republic. If you want to stay on top of all these big happenings, you need to check out my Friday column, Best Bets, at LasVegasSun.com. You should also be reading Las Vegas Weekly Magazine. Just pick one up. They're free all over town. Or read online at LasVegasWeekly.com. In last week's issue, I wrote about all the pool parties and nightclub events that are going to be happening over the holiday weekend. So check that out if you're making big party plans. Some big restaurant news too. Casa Playa is going to open at Encore this month. I recently got the chance to speak with Chef Sarah Thompson for a feature I wrote in Las Vegas Weekly. And I'm really excited about this opening, partly because she is so awesome, but also because this is the same restaurant space that opened as Elio last year. That was also kind of an elevated Mexican dining destination, actually the first Mexican restaurant ever at Wynn, but the pandemic kind of knocked it out before it ever had a chance. The partners behind that project went their separate ways, but Wynn stuck to a similar concept, kept the chef in Las Vegas, and now it's going to be a different style with Casa Playa, and I can't wait to check it out. And speaking of Wynn, one of my favorite comedians is back there at Encore Theater for three shows this weekend. It's Joe Coy. Whenever he's in town, it's a big deal because he used to live in Las Vegas. He kind of grew up here. He started doing stand-up here, and he also has a lot of family that still lives here. So no matter where he performs in Vegas, a lot of locals turn out 
Joe played his first shows back in Vegas in the middle of August, and he's back for more during Labor Day weekend, and he's going to bring you up to speed on everything he was working on over the pandemic. He has a new book out. He has a huge movie coming out next year. The guy's been all over it, and you get to hear him right now on The Sun on the Strip. Quick warning, some naughty words are on the way, but it's no big deal. I should also give you a yawn warning. One of us was a little sleepy during this chat. Please enjoy my conversation from earlier this week with the hilarious Joe Coy. You did your first shows back at Wynn uh, in the middle of this month in August, right? What was that like to be back back on stage on the strip after so many months away? I know, right? I remember when the pandemic hit and I just took, you know, my son and, and my family and we rode our bikes down the strip. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was wide oh, open. And right. Yeah, man, I got it all on videotape. And I was just like, you know, I'm from Vegas, you know, and I was just like, never in a million years I thought this would ever happen. And it was sad to see, like, you know, just those, those, those staple hotels, those big casinos that were just such a, uh, a driving force in our, 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 you know, our, our community, you know, that brought so mm-hmm. much money to, to so many people and, and, you know, seeing the Mirage shut down was just like, I remember just looking at it because I had a job. I used to work there when I was doing stand up. I was working in Dolphin Habitat, you know, doing tour guide stuff. And I'm just like, and here it is closed, you know, the, the volcano off, no one on the strip. And I was just like, is this really happening? So it was, it was, it, it meant a lot for me to come back home and, and perform in a casino again. Cause, uh, I, I don't, I, I didn't like seeing that, especially cause I'm from Vegas. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's spent time in Vegas, like you have, would have the same reaction. I definitely had that same reaction too. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do the bike thing for sure. I couldn't even drive up and down the strip really. And see yeah. it blocked off. Cause it was like, I don't want this. Yeah. It made cool. sad. Yeah. It wasn't cool. I was just like, oh, my God. And then just seeing all the other little hotels that, you know, they're not Bellagio, they're not the Mirage, but, you know, it's to see them close, you're just like, wait a minute, what is going on? This sucks. But I'm glad everything's back to, to normal. Not only normal, but gosh, I was I was on the strip, and it was packed, mm-hmm. like bumper to bumper of the cars. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get this. Let's get the, uh, let's get the economy back up and running, you know. Let's get these people... uh back to work because I never want to not have work ever again, man. That's, that's just, that's just not, it, it did not settle with me, man. Well, you didn't just come back to Vegas. You came back at Win, and you've played a lot of different venues uh, around town through the years. How does it feel to be like, well, you're a regular at Win now. Yeah, man. It's, it's so special. Cause like I said, I was a tour guide, you know, at the Mirage and, uh, you know, it's a, the win is, you know, well, Steve, you know, uh, you know, he, he changed Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when I was living there and, uh, and here I am now playing at the win hotel. So it's just, it's kind of like a really cool bookend, uh, for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to say that I started here and, and, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. How's that room on course theater? How does that feel? For comedy, I've seen a lot of different kinds of shows in that space. Comedy a few times, but uh, does that feel like a natural comedy room? Oh yeah, man. Oh man, those first two shows were electric, and I got three this week. 
you know, it, it's going to be amazing. I mean, the anticipation of comedy alone is just is nuts, you know, and people are ready to laugh, you know. They've been holding on to their laughs for about two years now. <laughs> You know what I mean? They they're, 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 they just want to escape and laugh. So it's been great. And uh, these shows, man, I mean, they were sold out months ago. Like, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's like I'm coming into a hot room right when I get on stage. Now, I know that different comedians did a lot of different things to get through the pandemic. What was your strategy? Were you staying busy? Were you taking time off to relax? How did you maintain sanity when you couldn't do what you do and get on stage. I was just being more creative with my son. And it was such a, an element that I, I never thought I'd do, you know, I just creatively, you know, I would do stuff with my son, but like during the pandemic, I was like literally like brainstorming ideas with my son and writing down stuff. And we were shooting stuff together. It was just like, I was sad that I wasn't on the road, but I was extremely happy because it was a year and a half that I spent with my son that, I mean, I haven't done that his whole life, man. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a road guy and it's like, this was that first time where I was like, holy shit, I'm here on a Thursday. I'm usually on a plane on a Thursday, you know, and I'm here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And I loved it. And, um, I'm glad I was in a position to where I could do something like that, but man, thank God that I, I was able to do it. It was, it was fun. He grew in front of me, man. When the pandemic started, he was like, his, the top of his head came to my nose and now he's like, he's taller than me now. And I got to see that happen. It's crazy. It'd be like Saturday. And then Sunday I'm like, Oh fuck, you grew. Who the fuck is this guy? Who's this man? He's got a beard now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're just a baby two years ago. What what's going on now? So yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. Let's talk about uh your book, Mixed Play, your uh-huh. your autobiography that just, just came out this March, right? Was that something that you had kinda had and that you were working on for a long time or did that get accelerated by uh by the time off? Well we had the we were working on it for a year before the pandemic. Oh, I'm sorry. It's so rude. Uh, that was so rude. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we were working on it a year before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, we were like, hey, uh, I think we can speed up and start writing more. <laughs> so yeah, the writing process accelerated for sure during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, when it, when we dropped the book, we were still in the pandemic, like really bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, I didn't, I didn't really get to do the campaign and go out and do the book tour and all that stuff that I really wanted to do that I was excited about, but you know, everything was like virtual and online and you know, it was, it was fun, but it wasn't exciting. And now we're trying to do this thing where I go, I go back out and, and, and do it and uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But one of the experience that was to write the book and I never knew how emotional writing a book was until you do your own autobiography, man. That that was rough. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I'm sure it was a yeah. lot. I mean, it's got to be a lot different for you as a writer. I mean, you've done a lot yeah. of stuff and obviously you write uh, all the stuff that you get out on stage, but this is, this is something of a whole different magnitude, right? Yeah. It was just like, 
you know, being really like, you know, it's one thing to talk about my family on stage. Cause I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you about 10%, you know what I mean? Of the, the real background of that story. And then of course the, the rest of it's going to be comedy. Whereas the book was the opposite. It was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the complete truth about everything that happened and, you know, and, and reading that, that, because I did an audio version of it too. Reading it back was the most therapeutic thing I've ever done in my life, man. I never cried so much in my life, dude. I couldn't handle it. I was like, fuck, dude, I really don't want to relive these moments, but it feels good to get it off my back, you know? So that's, that, that, that's what I take from that book, and I love it. So what you're saying is if I get this audio book, beware, there's going to be a lot of Joe crying. <laughs> you know what sucks, bro, is I'll cry, right? And, and, and then, uh, like, towards the end of a line, like the end of the paragraph, I'll start crying, right? I'm so sorry. That's so rude. That's so rude when people yawn. It's so fucking disrespectful. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's so, it's like, I'll start reading, right? It's very heavy and emotional, and I'm just trying to get through it. And then all of a sudden, I start crying at the end of the, the last sentence. And then right when I'm done, the guy, the director would be like, all right, we, we just got to read that one more time. I'm like, fuck, I can't. I can't read that again, man. Like, how do you read that again? It's like, dude, I just cried emotionally. Like, I can't. So it was like a lot of me, like, taking... 15 minute breaks and it was, that was hard, dude. That was so hard. Another, uh, really big project that is inspired by true life events, Easter Sunday. This is a movie and you guys are done with this movie, right? It's going to come out next spring. Yeah. April, 2022. And, uh, Steven Spielberg paid for the whole thing, man. And, uh, it's just incredible that my movie's going to say universal and, and, uh, and ambulance. <laughs> Uh, it's like, how crazy is that? You know, it's going to say, oh, let's not forget Ryback as well. Ryback was an executive producer on this production. So it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I really got the dream team behind this movie and, and I'm literally living my dream right now to be able to have a, you know, a Hollywood studio produce a, a movie about Filipinos and, and, and it also be a comedy. It's just like, it's just, I can't explain it. And you guys were doing production on this kind of in different times. Was it, was it already going and then pandemic slowed things down or how did that work? Yes. I got the deal, uh, before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and all hell broke loose. <laughs> it was just like, I thought I was going to lose the movie. I thought they were going to stop and God bless Amblin because Six months into the pandemic, they were just, they kept calling us and like, hey, we're looking for spots. You know, when we find a place that opens up, we're still shooting it. So they were always positive. And, and then next thing you know, Canada opened up first and uh, and we went right there and shot it. We went there right away. It was hard though. Don't get me wrong. It was hard. We were quarantined. I mean, we were bubbled. Uh, I mean, when you land, we had to quarantine for 14 days, and you know, and it was rough, man. It was, it was really rough. It was, you know, in between, in between takes, we had to isolate and wear masks. It, it was a lot of like things that, you know, we had to deal with, but we made it happen. Is this kind of like the book? Is there going to be a lot of, uh, 
I guess, emotional stuff in this movie, or does it not draw directly from oh, your yeah, own yeah. experiences in the same way? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's based on, you know, it's loosely based on, you know, my stand-up, but it's all the experiences uh, are mine. You know what I mean? All the uh, the dialogue, the, the banter between the uncles and the, uh, the aunties and, the, and my mom, are those are all from me. So it's a lot of me in this movie, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to check it out. You got so much stuff going on right now coming out of this pandemic thing. You got you just announced a big tour starting next year and you got plenty of No, starting right now. This, oh, this is it's, it's already it's going. Now. This is the tour. Yeah. We're going. We're going huge. I mean, next week is uh I'm on the road for six days and it's like, Holy shit, let's go. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready. I don't I, I had a fifteen month uh Break. I, I think I'm good on the brakes right now. I'm good. So let's go. <laughs> my son has a ma- my son has a beard and a mustache now. We're good. He's a man now. So it's let's time go. go. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> your, your job. Your job at home is done. You have a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a man living with me now. So all right, let's go. That's gonna do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to Joe Coy for chatting with me earlier this week always great to catch up with joe uh if you can go see his shows or one of them at encore theater at win this weekend you can find past episodes of the sun on the strip at lasvegassun.com slash podcast thanks again for joining me and i'll see you next week